thumbs up for good luck. The good aids. Do you like the good aids? You got the good aids. You've got to get aids, get the good aids. Um, episode 7, Japanese, episode 7, the good aids. A poem, a gorgeous little poem, ready for the speaking, ready for the telling. Look, lock and key, fiddle D. Look at me, riddled with speed, spastic maid, fancy me pee. Hell at Reed, Christopher Chopper Reed. Sprinkle the mole flakes, burly surly dull rakes. No way to dance, raise the stake, Milburn. Time to cast lots, till the coffin I'll be doing shots. shots. That was a little poem I wrote. It very, very, very late at night. About 18 hours into the night. Um, on a special clock that I've got, which um, can you extend you deep into the night uh, until you're asking yourself, will there really be a morning? So all had gone to hell, another humiliating loss. What a joke. What is a stick, what is stuck up, up your, up your joke. All, ha all I had now was a miracle. There was no other option. I was about to kill myself a million times. This was just a bloody apocalypse or something. Uh, apocalypse and that, or no hope in sight. Or that I'd been beaten again and again and again and a bloody again by those yuppie, Aussie, old rich men of Box Hill. Those bald beef eaters. No hope in sight, like a million trilling demons. This was the end. One thing was for sure, I'm intentionally stupid and a shiftless vagrant. And now, oh yeah, to make things worse, wait till you hear this, Montalbert Food Plus had closed and even though I was banished from Box Hill, I quietly cruised to Box Hill Food Plus near the corner of, it was just near the corner of Canterbury Road and Station Street. The gold and green logo, chicken torpedo subs, night owl video and slush puppies were like a golden warming comfort on a chilling and distant world. I sat in Skeletor outside Food Plus and from where I was the star, the rising star of Venus aligned perfectly with my chicken torpedo driving my grape slush puppy driving it deep down my throat Listening to the smooth tones of Swinburne's 3CR on my radio, I picked up every radio wave without any loss or frequency dropout. It was just a perfect signal. I felt a level of peace come back into my body from top to kneecap to toe. And I was back in Box Hill and I was living like a nighthawk and I punctured my warmed up hot dogs bag and warmed myself into realms not known by anyone with a normal grasp on reality. At around midnight, the students at 3CR announced the news in a routine, pathetic, lazy stone student monotone voice. They stated that Rich, the Richmond Institute, and that, that was the one that was governed by the that, um, head of Box Hill Preservation Society, right? 
So it had been, news was it had gotten occupied by about 20 to 30 at-risk men. So these guys, the at-risk guys, they crossed over to some lefty reporter. Sorry, I mean the um, 3CR guys. They cross over to this left-wing reporter sort of guy and he, he goes and interviews these inhabitants, the at-risk dudes who'd taken over the college. So all of a sudden, I heard my mate, Grassy, that's his nickname, from the Gill Memorial. And he goes, oh, you know, he explains in this drunken yobbo sort of voice that most of them had been taken away by the Jeff Kennett oppressors but some of them had claimed asylum and had taken to sleeping there, turning the whole place, the corridors and that, into a sort of Russian apartment building, littered with like empty nanowatting bottles and hash pipes and um, dog wash, you know, mobile, bits that they'd stolen from mobile dog wash units and that. And they'd taken over and the socialist sympathiser idiots were encouraging it. You know, I, Providing them with the student services and all that univer all that higher TAFE stuff that I don't understand, but I've heard about. Like when I was a little kid, my mum would read me about it in fairy tales and stuff. Things like student services, equal opportunity, indigenous rights, Hansel and Gretel. It's all one, but it it's all perfect in that. But I could never understand it. So apparently it stunk like a rotting dead whale. And um, it's just stranded on the beach. And, that. and as the interview ended, I heard the Box Hill, so Box Hill Preservation started taking over the mic, that society. So this is the 3CR guys. And these Box Hill Preservation guys kind of hijack it, the airwaves and that. And now, and they're announcing that they'd stormed the Richmond College and taken it over. Like, a, if you can imagine, these guys have walked in like a polished gang of crapping Romanian cops, right? Just taking over an Argentinian army, freezing to death on nothing but greasy cowardice. I mean, it's, it's, it's outrageous. You can hear all of them just storming the, in the background, storming the building and taking it back in their arrogant, aging Aussie accent, screaming, just shouting out like, come on blokes, let's bash the rodents, blokes. Oh, is there any good blokes who can wrap up and make everything right with a swift move, blokes? And I couldn't believe it, because the Box Hill Preservation Society had shifted their focus totally. Uh, it's like a vision shift, and this was an opportunity to strike. So, they'd mostly likely left patrolling the nocturnal village at Box Hill. Um, anyway, so this was my time. I mean, this is a golden opportunity. Here I am, I'm in Skeletor, and I'm sitting there in silence and just uh, in complete darkness. And Skeletor's lined up perfectly. I've got it parked on a corner and the front bumper bar is perfectly lined up with the front, the bell over the door of a milk bar, and the back is in line with the um, pole star and the Southern Cross. So when I look in the um, rearview mirror, I could see straight down to a retirement village, and then 
that reflected off a light that was bouncing off the moon and nodding to imaginary distant drums for another 15 to 20 minutes. I just waited for the right moment and then it came and when it did, all of a sudden I heard this. Uh, Reginald. Reginald. Oh, so I look outside and what do I see? Familiar face. It's Spud. It's Spud there. He's right there. And I looked at him and he's pretty hyperactive and he's red-headed, so that means he's a Boston, Boston Celtics supporter. Well, that's all right. But if he's a mad dog insomniac, then 50-50, I, I don't know. But he worked at the Guild. Oh, it's okay. And he was at Box Hill Food Plus, so yeah, I couldn't believe it. But anyway, so I hopped out. Whenever I can't believe something, I just hop out of my car. Um, I need to take five. And then we did a high five. So it was pretty massive. And to the point where he actually uh, broke my balls. Um, so we hung out at the food class and I just, we were having dog cola. And I mean the band stuff from Ballarat. Uh, we were eating dog nuts and chips and uh, hot dogs with um, mustard and sauce. And we were just uh, chewing the fat about the Gilbilly attack on Richmond Institute. The next thing uh, he offered me and his mates, they offered me some other middle-class wonders um, to his house in Box Hill South. And I, I was pretty electrified with excitement. I mean, this guy was, he was really awesome. And it was 1 a.m. You know, so, and uh, it was a weeknight, so we just thought, ah, right, let's go and just head off, watch some mysterious, magnificent videos and whatever. And I felt like a, a human again, really, because, I mean, Spud's rip-roaring personality, like, sort of like a fired-up Vivian from The Young Ones, minus the violence and fury, but he was absolutely inspiring and invigorating. And, um, you know, we sort of... We laughed and then we farted and then we laughed again and we uh, were sort of like solid liquid feces uh, in my little underjocks and that. And we were drinking cola and chogging chips and we put on a video, which I admit um, changed my life forever, I guess. Uh, and I've always um, th thought about if I... Uh, I wanted to watch, wanted a, video to watch a video one day. So, yeah. no, but it was close to two o'clock and then we put on the first video. And so in front of the warm glow of the heater and sugar and laughter and a, a joint rage hatred against Jeff Kennett that was searing in our veins. And it was a video he referred to as the greatest thing out of Australia. We watched the chilling and thrilling documentary, Rad Taste. Uh, a, a documentary about Pope Rad. Within minutes, I saw a group of Kiwi Anzac beasts, the boys, also known as AIDS, taking on a group of blue-shirted stoner aliens in a remote Kiwi town called Kuyong. And it, oh, it, was, it was really awe-inspiring. These guys were exactly like me and the boys from the Nocturnal Village. Ah, oh, so they gave ridiculous, awkward Kiwi one-liners like violent nerds. And I was shaking with vengeance and love and excitement and all those emotions that a good video cassette can spark up in you. So Barry, Derek, Frank, Ozzy and Giles were a hot bunch of killer anti-heroes. 
So it was pretty much too good to be true from my perspective. Next up we watched the next best video I've ever seen. Two Canadian warriors, Mick and Marty, battled the People's Private Army in the life-changing documentary, Twin Dragon Encounter. These sassy, angry little men with mustaches took on blonde rapist punks, attacking them on the remote British Columbian islands like renegade zit remedy warriors. I mean, these guys were real men, just really the way men should be, but very homosexual at the same time, but really empowered and violent. Just very good men. At the end of the movie, we um, had a laugh, probably six to seven laughs, and uh, we pranked doctors and took another trip to food plots. And I'll tell you, Spud was an endless energy force with his group of young men being inspired into the early hours of the morning and just endless possibilities and countless opportunities. And it wasn't even 5am. I told him my story, how I wanted to attack the Richmond Institute. And uh, so he, he just suggested, um, just try and call up the guys from the movies, he said. I thought, oh, it's a good idea. Didn't even think of it. A stupidly brilliant idea, I say. I then decided, all right, yeah, now nah, I'll call Mick, Marty and the boys, and yeah, let's do it. And to my surprise, the actual numbers were in the docos, and because of the time of night, we called the international phone book and I got through to both of our common, these Commonwealth beasts, the Kiwi Tramps and the Canadian Rubbernecks. And look, to my absolute surprise, and delight. I spoke directly to Michael McNamara's gruff elderly assistant and Barry from AIDS. So Spud and, Spud and I, we, I don't know how, but we, we convinced them that we needed help. And since there were dirt cheap passenger seats going on flights to Essendon Airport, they promised to come out 48 hours later on some lame propeller planes. It was 7 a.m. sharp, exactly on the dot, and Spud and I were the only ones left. His mates had gone back home to their comfy little homes and gorgeous little sofas and settees and around, all scattered around Box Hill and Mont Albert. And he dropped me off at my skeletal motorized vehicle. And as we were driving, he put on some serious rock and roll and we headbanged all the way back. And on the way, I've, I've commented on how much he had helped me and given me a gut-ripping pizza cheese blend of a night. One of the best I'd ever had. And then I went on to say how much I liked his brown Mitsubishi Sigma wagon. And then, and then he said he'd named it after me, calling it Reggie. As we uh, did a high five, so um, slapping each of our right hands, palm forward toward each other. He burned off honking uh, on his car horn with a, a real sort of meep, 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 meep. And I was almost in tears of joy. Almost. almost. Um, and he almost crashed into a, a garbage truck or trash truck, which was spilling garbage and trash as they waved and shook their fists and heads in anger. And Reggie sped off into the distance and I then realised that the 
Box Hill Preso Society had most likely left the nocturnal un- unguarded. And I, so what did I do? Well, I'm glad you asked. I drove back to the greatest village this side of Chandler Highway to get back to my powerless urinal and catch some Zeds. Well, uh, before I go, let's just pause it there and get a pterodactyl up your, up your, up right up your ass. Um, look up the yellow pages. I won't be in it. Catch it on the flip side. Scurvy till you drop. The invisible Billy Goat. Sandra's side hall.